Hello and welcome to The Watering Hole, a podcast for in-house lawyers brought to you by Stevenson Law. In this podcast, I interview in-house lawyers on top of their game, gaining insights from their experiences, challenges and hard-earned wisdom. I'm Alice Stevenson, the founder and CEO of Stevenson Law. Without further ado, let's begin. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Joe Glaze. Joe is the Group Legal Director at Gymshark, and if you haven't heard of them, they're one of the fastest growing and most recognisable fitness apparel and accessories brands in the world. So it's really great to have you here, Joe, today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So I'm really excited to chat to you, and I think it would be really great if maybe we could start with you telling us a little bit about you and your background and also why you chose a career in law. Of course. So I'm currently the group legal director at Gymshark. So um, for those that don't know, it's a fitness and apparel business based in Solihull. Um, I joined the business in 2019 and um, was promoted to this position last year. So I basically head up the UK-based legal team of 12 now. Um, I suppose for a young business with a young demographic, I'm an oldie. I qualified in 2001 for the Birmingham-based um, law firm. After going down the sort of, you know, the usual uh, law degree route, um, I started out as an IP litigator, but, um, you know, since then I've worked across um, general IP, commercial contracts, privacy areas sort of over the years. Um, I started out in 1999 as an IP litigator um, in private practice. Then I moved in-house in 2009 um, after my son was born. So um, it took sort of years mat leave. Um, so I've done a number of years um, in private practice. Um, I moved to industry uh, in sort of 2009. And I've since worked for um, automotive companies, an energy company um, and a data house. Um, now at Gymshark. So that's sort of a little bit about um, sort of legal background, but a bit about me, married to corporate private practice lawyer. I've got a family with two children, um, age 14 and 11, and I've worked part-time for a number of years between sort of two and four days a week. I'm now four and a half days and I'm a sort of a keen runner and a gym goer. So Gymshark way of life suits me well. Um, you asked me, obviously, about why I chose a career in law. And to be honest, I think my dad suggested it. I think I was pretty clueless at 17. So um, when I was choosing university courses, um, I didn't really know what I was going to do, you know, what I was actually going to do. My parents were in the medical profession. Um, I was particularly squeamish. So, you know, medicine was not something I was going to do. Um, so kind of law it was. I did a bit of work experience. Um, I found my legal degree a little bit boring. Um, law school was a bit better. But actually, um, you know, ploughed on, went, did my training contract, realised, you know, actually quite liked the daily challenge. So that's kind of um, a little bit about me and sort of uh, how I've got to uh, position in Gymshark today. Yeah. Okay. So you went straight into law right from the beginning then. You didn't. So some of us like me take a bit of a convoluted way around, but but you were straight in. <laughs> I did, yes. To be honest, I took a few years out um, after university, sort of travelled around. I wasn't 100% sure um, that I wanted to go on to law school, um, but travelled. Did, um, I did work actually sort of locally in a sort of valuation business for a time, but I just thought, no, I need to need to get back, um, you know, sort of doing something. 
Um, so yeah, I did. I, I did go to law school after that, and then yes, it was just the you know the usual sort of career down the training contract route um, and private practicing in house. And and do you remember sort of what led you to move from private practice to in house? And back in two thousand and nine, was there any kind of particular moment that made you sort of want to leave private practice, or or, or how did it happen? I think. Um, I'd obviously done a number of years sort of in private practice. Um, I left after my, well, I went back after my son was born. Um, so I was working part time, but to be honest, um, I was working three days a week, um, client demands, um, no support from the firm, I think really just made it quite hard um, to work sort of, you know, on a, on a sort of part time basis. So I find it really difficult, to be honest. Um, so I did leave private practice in 2009, had a couple of years off. Um, I think I'd, you know, just become a bit sort of disillusioned with it. So when I was kind of ready to go back after a time, I, you know, just kind of felt working for one business rather than sort of multiple clients where I could, you know, sort of control my time a bit better and sort of get under the skin of the business um, and add some value was really sort of um, what I wanted to do. Um, in the early stages of my training contract, I had worked for Pentland Group. So I had a little stint um, in-house. So I had a sort of a flavor of um, how it how it worked and just thought, you know, I think I could sort of control this better and I'd probably get more out of it. So yeah, I, I decided to move um, in-house in 2009 and you know, didn't look didn't look back really. I've sort of worked initially for a data business as sole counsel, um, then for sort of an automotive business, an energy company, doing sort of broader commercial work. Um, but yeah, sort of loved it. So yeah, in house was was definitely sort of the way forward for me. Sort of for those relationships that uh, you can build that perhaps you know you can't build quite so easily um, in private practice. Yeah. So, I mean, it must have been quite a transition from being an IP litigator, though, to being an in-house lawyer. How did you how did you kind of manage that? Again, I suppose having started out as an IP litigator, um, I actually moved after a number of years. I mean, I, I got into IP because I just loved it as a as a trainee. I was kind of involved in some of the um, initial juicy sort of passing off cases. Um, and that's kind of what got me into it. And then, you know, this comment at Pentland Group. But I kind of moved away from the IP litigation more into the non-con side of things. So I moved firms when I was sort of 2005. So I was focusing more on sort of non-contentious IP, some advertising work, and then a bit of data, uh, data protection, more sort of broader commercial work. So I think that gave me a really good background, to be quite honest. It was quite a good grounding. Um, so when I moved in-house, I did feel like I sort of got quite a good um you know, good skill set, um, some good experience. Um, and also, I suppose, having had that um, intro at Pentland Group, it did make it that little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. And I think, you know, IP gen as a sort of area is so applicable to everything as well. It's... Um... Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's stood me in really, really good stead, having sort of the contentious um, experience, the non-contentious experience, Um and obviously the broader sort of commercial um, work as well and the sort of the privacy um, experience because that, you know, that has helped um, because that's you know, fundamentally what we, you know, what we cover um, at Gymshark. 
Yeah. So let's move on to your role at Gymshark now, which you said you started back in 2019. So you've been there for about three years. Yes. So, I mean, tell us, what is it like leading the legal team for such a successful and fast growth company? Well, I moved into this particular role um, last year, so um, I'm still learning. Um, To be honest, um, I have the best team working with me. So, you know, they're true experts. Um, I did recruit sort of a number of them, uh, but it does make, you know, my role easier. I think the the leadership role is challenging. Um, Clearly, you know, I have to have a you know a focus on my people making sure that they're sort of you know working on the right things getting the you know the BAU day-to-day work done delivering our um, roadmap actions um, which will sort of continue to help us sort of work more um, you know more agile um, as the business scales and we you know we sort of focus on um, new changes um, I mean our old our former CEO was you know, often heard sort of saying, you know, we're building the rocket ship whilst flying it. And, you know, that is so true. We're, um, you know, we didn't really have a sort of full scale legal function in place till 2019. Um, And to some extent, we're still sort of um, a bit in the foundation building stages. So we're putting in sort of, you know, good, robust policies and processes um, to serve us well for the future. but yeah, it is uh, it is challenging. I yeah, so. I can imagine. I mean, obviously, you know, we're um, we've grown a lot. I mean, we're a fast growth company. Nothing in the in the realm of Gymshark. But but I know what it's like when you have a function that's just kind of not in line with the rest of the business as well, and the need to sort of reinvent and redefine all the systems and processes, and it's just a never ending evolution, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, we are we are sort of getting there. Um, I feel we've come such a long way. Um, but yes, that, uh, you know, that's certainly uh, certainly challenging. No two days are the same. Yes. Well, that takes me neatly on to my next question, which, um, as you said, that there is no such thing as a standard day for you. But, but can you give us a little bit of an insight into what your day to day actually looks like? Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, it certainly varies. Um, and I suppose it depends whether I'm in the office or working from home. Um, I very much, you know, promote hybrid working. So does the so does the business. So um, we go to the office if we've got sort of face to face meetings, we need to collaborate um, or see stakeholders or colleagues, um, you know, always sort of working from home if we need to get our head down um, you know, and have that sort of focus time. Um, I mean, I'd always start the day, I suppose, with a quick check of my Slack and emails. So obviously, we well, we've got two different methods of communication: Slack and email. So you have to keep keep an eye on both, and people use um, use them for different purposes. Um, but I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably check those before doing the school run, so about sort of seven thirty, and see what uh, see what I've got on. And um, if if I'm in the office, um, so I'd usually sort of do school run, um, arrive sort of half eight, quarter to nine, um, There'd be lots of face-to-face meetings with business um, stakeholders in different areas and catch up, you know, sort of catch ups with the team or um, on Zoom if I'm sort of working from home. So, yeah, there's there's such a mixture, uh, you know, focus on the sort of day-to-day support of the team, the team objectives, um, doing reports for the business. I mean, honestly, the variety and demands are endless, but um, I suppose yesterday, for example, uh, we had the whole UK team in the office 
we started with um, a team breakfast in our um, restaurant area refuel. Then I had two face-to-face one-to-ones with team members, um, which we have sort of every every month. I've got six direct reports. So um, they're sort of towards the end of the month. I had a few internal meetings with stakeholders and we had a team gym session, which um, is very Gymshark. Oh, Uh, (laughs) look. Yeah, it was great. We obviously got an on-site gym. So uh, that was great. Um, Catch up with our uh, finance officer because the legal team reports into uh, the finance um, chief. And then we had our team meeting in the afternoon. So that was all um, in the office. Then I did pick up. And then obviously I'd sort of check emails, respond to, you know, queries, questions that evening. You know, I didn't work too late and then think about sort of, you know, the next day ahead. But they're literally, they are so varied. It's really hard to say, um, you know, what a typical day looks like, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, I understand. Pause the podcast because I want to talk to you a little bit about our legal community called The Watering Hole. Our exclusive community of in-house lawyers come together online to network and impart knowledge. We host exclusive Legal Bite sessions, quarterly meetups, and members also benefit from a merch-packed welcome package and a monthly online magazine curated for the in-house lawyers called The Pool. Membership to the Watering Hole community is completely free, but spaces are limited. So if you want to join, then check out the link in the description of this episode. Right, back to the podcast. Are you are you still very involved in the sort of nitty gritty legal work now, or is that something that you've kind of delegated now to your team? Less to less so, to be quite honest. You know, we've got such a fantastic team of people. We've got um, we've got lawyers working across commercial contracts, IP, brand protection, patents, privacy and compliance. So really, they're sort of empowered to do the day to day. Um, I kind of, you know, I suppose focus more on the people management and the, you know, the team strategy, sort of overseeing the team, um, keeping up with the direction of the business and just, you know, thinking of ways, you know, how we can sort of become more efficient, work smarter um, and sort of scale with the business. So less of the day to day, more of the, you know, I suppose, yeah, that, that sort of direction. And leadership. Yeah, absolutely. So, As I say, this is relatively new to me, um, sort of the last year or so. So I'm still learning a lot and the team still educate me every day because, you know, they are so good. Um, they are the true experts. Um, and it's great just to hear, you know, what's going on in each of their areas and across the business. So what do you love most about your role? I think it's, I mean, it is the variety and the challenge. Um, I think above all else, it's, you know, the people in my team and the people in the business um, that kind of make it. Um, I do love sort of the breadth of legal work that we cover. And obviously it it fits very well with, you know, my sort of, you know, my background um, working as an IP lawyer and then sort of moving more into commercial and and data. Um, And I think, you know, I'm literally challenged every day. And I do learn something new about the business and what the team's doing every day. And there is a buzz about the office. It's a place where, you know, people do care about doing a good job, if I'm honest. Um, I've worked at many places before and, you know, Gymshark really is sort of the best by far. It does look after its people. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, I love the role and the business I work for, you know, because of... uh, yeah that's really nice I mean from the outside looking into Gymshark it just it looks like such 
an exciting and interesting company. Um, and I hugely admire Ben Francis and what he's achieved as an entrepreneur. I mean, it's just incredible. So it's it's really interesting to hear what it's actually like working in the inside and actually it kind of matches up to what the perception from the outside is. Yeah. Oh, no, completely. I mean, you know, it, the business really looked after its staff during, um, you know, the COVID days in particular when we all worked from home. You know, we were given sort of like working from home allowances to set ourselves up comfortably um, at home. You know, there were senior manager check-ins, little things like, um, you know, care packages arriving um, on your doorstep, access to a range of benefits, you know, and that has sort of continued um, back in the office now. You know, we, we've got access to the gym, to personal trainers. You know, the business does truly allow people to sort of look after themselves as well as, you know, working hard. Yeah, a big emphasis on well-being. Yeah, completely. Yeah, there is. So what would you say is the most challenging aspect of your role and how do you manage that? Oh, gosh, there's probably quite a few, but (laughs) probably the one at the top is uh, making sure we're sort of um, as a legal team in the conversations with the business early so we can kind of um, work together um, at the outset um, and we're not that afterthought. Um, You know, as you'd expect, things move quite fast at Gymshark. So, you know, we don't want to slow down the pace. Um, You know, for example, our social disruption team. Um, as they're called, as you can, you know, as you'd imagine, they have sort of ideas that need to bring into life in a matter of hours sometimes. So, you know, we need to manage the expectations, but, you know, support the progression. So, yeah, I think um, being in those conversations, I think on occasions, the volume of work and the new, you know, the new focus areas present sort of resource challenges, but we are sort of looking at efficiency and trying to introduce um, new ways of working, new technology around sort of automation to help the business self-serve um, more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, also, you know, changing the perception of, of legal generally. So, you know, we're working quite hard on that now. So we're not seen as the blockers, um, making sure that, yeah, we're sort of in those conversations and vis- visible. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the list is endless. There's quite a few. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's something that comes up a lot, I think, and, and is and is pretty typical for um, for an in-house team to to have to manage. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as, as well for me, sometimes maintaining that work life balance, although, you know, we are a flexible business and, you know, we are expected to sort of look after ourselves and allow to look after ourselves, obviously, um, you know, go to the gym, et cetera, work flexibly. Um, I think sometimes, you know, I, I don't get the balance right myself. So um, that's a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> Difficult sometimes. Easier said than done, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is motivating you right now? What's kind of getting you out of bed every morning? I think recently with some sort of internal changes um, happening at Gymshark, I suppose I've reflected on how far we've actually come as a team and what we've achieved um, I mean I can't take credit for sort of um, all of that because the legal team was sort of set up by a former colleague who was you know one of the best lawyers teachers colleagues and mentors that I've kind of had the pleasure to work with over my uh, um, legal career but um, I was part of it and helped sort of shape it but I think you know we started with nothing no contracts apart from a few sort of athlete agreements and now we've got a full suite of templates we've got you know good processes great business relationships and a team that's sort of you know functioning as a legal team 
protecting, you know, gym sharks sort of every day. So, you know, I feel we've sort of got there really, or we're getting there nearly with the foundations. There's more to do. So, you know, that's exciting to see what else we can achieve as a business, you know, as a team, as the business moves forward. Um, you know, we've got our retail store opening this year. So, you know, there's lots of good things to come. But I think this and, you know, my, you know, my team of lawyers um, keep me motivated to sort of achieve more every day, you know, just looking where we've come from and, you know, yeah. go further. Yeah, I can absolutely relate to that with my team and my role at Stevenson Law as well. It's um, it's so rewarding working with a team of people who are good at their job and hardworking and motivated. It's just, it all rubs off on you, I think, doesn't it? Absolutely. No, they all have, you know, that sort of positive, can, you know, positive mindset, can-do attitude, um, you know, looking to the future. Yeah, there's always going to be bumps in the road along the way. But um, yeah, they are genuinely sort of optimistic, enthusiastic. And I think that really, really helps. <laughs> they actually care. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is, that, you know, that is great. So changing the topic slightly now um, to the sort of legal profession more generally. So what do you wish your younger self had known about the legal profession? Maybe sort of before you went into law school, is there anything that you wish you had known at that point? Oh, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, I mean, I think, you know, I suppose a, a law degree, law school and training contract doesn't necessarily, pre- you know, prepare you for life as a lawyer. I think, you know, the technical side is only one aspect. I think, you know, sort of the communication skills are fundamental, pragmatism, you know, you, you basically learn on the job um, and over time. So, you know, I think I thought I'd know everything once I was qualified and ready to practice. But, you know, that was over 20 years ago and I'm still learning every day. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's more than just the law, isn't it? It's about so many other things as well. Yes, I think that's right. I think you just, yeah, that's certainly perhaps the perception I had um, way back when. But, um, yeah, it's very different particularly when you're in house I think I think maybe when you're in private practice there's there's more space for people that just want to focus on the law but when you're in private practice obviously that's just not an option no absolutely no completely that's it you've you've got to be sort of that business partner you're not just the lawyer you know you are part of the business you need to sort of integrate um so yeah it is it is very different um to just you know sort of reading from you know, reading from a statute or, you know, sort of interpreting a case, it's, it, it is very, very different. Yeah. But more fun, I think. Yeah. Oh, completely. Completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so final question. Um, if you weren't a lawyer, do you know what you what you would be? Is there anything that you kind of think, oh, maybe I'd, I'd like to do that? I know. I've often wondered this. I don't know. <laughs> but I think I'd probably... I'd probably have kept my horses rather than selling the last one, I think, when I went to university. So I'd probably have set up a riding school or maybe tried my hand as a professional show jumper. Um, oh, so interesting. A lot of riding and competing. So yeah. um, that's perhaps why my dad pushed me down the, yeah, the legal route so we didn't have to fund that. But, uh, yeah, I've often <laughs> wondered that. But I think it would have been probably something with the horses because that was really, you know, that was my life up until I was about 18. Yeah. So I don't think Gymshark wear, sells um, riding wear, no. does it? No. 
doesn't oh. not yet <laughs> don't know whether I ever heard, you can you can use <laughs> leggings I'm sure my daughter does my daughter rides and she uses uh, Jim Charles leggings to ride in so <laughs> well Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show it's been really really interesting hearing about your background um, and what life is like at Gymshark so thank you so much for sharing your experiences with me today thank you very much Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Watering Hole podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. I'm Alice Stevenson, and this has been brought to you by Stevenson Law, a legal services provider that supports fast growth tech businesses from idea to exit. See you next time.